to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. As always, it's a pleasure to be with you. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having a marvelous start to your Monday, a rare Monday edition of the Daily Hammer. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, all the great podcast network from the Battery Power Podcast Network at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, and at on all forms of podcasts. Wherever you listen to your podcast, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button to get the latest content from the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest is this. Sunday presented a crazy conundrum for the Braves in in multiple ways for less than ideal reasons. Over the weekend, it actually was a success story. The Braves won another series. They actually gained a game on the Mets. Now, one and a half games within the division lead of the Mets as of this morning. And the Braves solidified themselves once again as a top five team in baseball. We discussed it over the All-Star break. The Braves have top five odds to win the World Series this year. But Sunday itself was a less than ideal day for Atlanta. Once again, the Braves showed that they have had you know, plenty of recent struggles, not only in terms of series finales, but also in terms of games on Sunday. Now, whatever you know, emphasis, whatever you know, value you put on that, that's fine. But still, you would love to see the Braves obviously be able to close out series and obviously you know, play good in day games consistently, at least to the level that they've shown that they can play overall. But the Braves actually entered Sunday with a chance to go into first place in the NL East. It certainly seemed like momentum was shifting that way after the Braves had, you know, pretty handily taken care of the Angels in the first two games of the series. The Mets had come out of the gate struggling against the Padres. But at the end of the day, a 9-1 to loss to the Angels by the Braves and a win by the Mets on Sunday night baseball allowed the Mets to maintain a 9-1 to lead. But besides, you know, movement in the standings, a few other storylines certainly emerge from Sunday that shows that despite where the Braves are, and, and the Braves have to be satisfied where they are currently in terms of their efforts to defend their 2021 World Series title, there are a couple of developing storylines now that are going to potentially make the Braves, you know, really look to make a relevant move or perhaps more than just one relevant move at the 2022 Major League Baseball trade deadline. For one, it was revealed on Sunday that after Adam Duvall had left the game early Saturday night, on Sunday it was announced that Adam Duvall actually is likely out for the season due to needing wrist surgery. Manager Brian Snicker mentioned that in the postgame press conference on Sunday. Obviously, a less than ideal development for a Braves outfield that right now still is in the bottom third of the majors in terms of offensive production this season. Yes, that includes now multiple months of, you know, Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, Michael Harris, you know, being in the lineup. Adam Duvall has gotten a bit better, though overall he still has remained, you know, below his normal production when it comes to his offense. Uh, Eddie Rosario, though he has looked better coming back from his injury, his eye injury, that he did before the season. He's not really gotten going yet so far this year. And of course, we know the struggles of Guillermo Heredia as well as Marcelo Zuna when they've been in the outfield. Overall, yes, the Braves had depth 
in terms of their outfield. And you're, the hope is, is that Ronald Acuna Jr. at some point will get going to his normal levels of production. But the one thing that the Braves really could not afford was losing a player like Adam Duvall, who was one of the better defenders of the Braves outfield group. And as we've seen many times before during his time in Atlanta over the past few years, Adam Duvall, at a moment's notice, can be an absolute offensive difference maker. So to lose him for the season, while it may not seem like that big of a loss because, you know, he had struggled at the plate and the Braves do have other options. And, and you know, you really only have one offensive position to feel on a nightly basis because you're going to typically pencil in Michael Harris and Ronald Acuna Jr. every single day in center and right. Adam Duvall, besides Harris and Acuna Jr., Adam Duvall probably has the highest ceiling of any Braves outfielder, you know, in terms of offense and defense together. And now the Braves are going to be out that without that for the rest of the year. But not only is it the outfield that now potentially becomes an area to target for the Braves and potential moves at the trade deadline, the need for another reliable arm and the need for a reliable arm potentially in the rotation may have become a bigger need after Sunday as Ian Anderson continued to struggle. Anderson gave up five runs in the first inning. This time, it wasn't the walks that wound up hurting Anderson. It was just that the Angels were absolutely teeing off on his pitches. But walks have been a struggle for Ian Anderson all year long. Among pitchers in the majors who have thrown at least 90 innings this year, Ian Anderson has the highest walk rate per nine innings. Though he's 8-5, and five, and overall his numbers, you know, his secondary, you know, peripherals are, bit, are a bit better than his actual surface numbers, Ian Anderson has definitely struggled to the point that, you know, the Braves going into a stretch one run, how reliable can Ian Anderson be? You know, potentially you could have him as a fifth starter, but without him being reliable, once again, you start to see those questions emerge. You don't really have questions about Max Freed. Kyle Wright has emerged as being trustworthy, but Charlie Morton, how reliable is he with his up-and-down season? Spencer Strider, is he eventually going to run into a wall as he continues to set a career high in innings? This, All these questions make it apparent that the Braves definitely could use another reliable arm. So for a team that a few weeks ago, it seemed like maybe a utility infielder was really the big need for this Braves team. And one thing with all these players coming back that, you know, you still have Mike Soroka, Kirby Yates, Ozzy Albies eventually. Yes, you have these players coming back, but depth seems to be something that the Braves certainly could benefit from when it comes to the trade deadline. And not in just one move, but potentially adding both the bat, particularly to the outfield, as well as another arm to the rotation. That now seems to be a, a logical focus for Atlanta. So at the end of the day, the Braves haven't really, you know, suffered, you know, any type of significant negative development. But things definitely did come a bit more into focus after Sunday when it comes to what the Braves need at the 2022 trade deadline. Thankfully, there's been maybe not any better example of a general manager absolutely crushing making moves at the deadline than what Alex Anthopoulos did at last year's trade deadline. All the Braves really need is for Alex Anthopoulos to work his magic once again, and they can be in a good position to once again be a division champion and be in a good position when it comes to the playoffs. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. 
but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So the Braves will head out on the road to take on their first road trip of the second half of the season. And again, after a less than ideal day on Sunday, the Braves once again have an opportunity to be able to, you know, get things going back in the right direction. And that especially is the case with staff ace Max Freed making his first start of the se- or the second half of the season against Philadelphia. Again, it may have opened a few eyes when the Braves, instead of, you know, resetting their starting rotation to, you know, start Max Freed in the first game back from the All-Star break, like many like any teams would basically, you know, the Braves starting at the start of the rotation in the second half of the season, like many teams would, the Braves just instead just stuck with their normal rotation pattern, letting Charlie Morton get the start over the weekend and allowing for Max Reed as well as rookie Spencer Strider to have a few extra days of rest after both pitchers, you know, ran into, you know, a bit of trouble. They struggled a bit in their both of their final few starts to end the first half of the season. Well, Freed will get the ball on Monday night in Philadelphia, while Spencer Strider will get it Wednesday night, or Tuesday night, and then Charlie Morton will take the mound on Wednesday against the Philadelphia Phillies. In this series, the Phillies will counter with Ranger Suarez against Max Freed tonight, and then we will see Aaron Nola on the mound on Tuesday night, and then Kyle Gibson on the mound for the Phillies on Wednesday. Of course, a couple of other storylines that stand out when it comes to the Phillies is that the Phillies, once again, will be without Bryce Harper, who continues to, to uh, rehab from breaking his thumb on being hit by a ball earlier this season, and the Braves, thankfully, will miss Zach Wheeler. It seems like every time the Braves have played the Phillies over the past few years, Zach Wheeler has been on the mound in one of those games, and he's been absolutely productive against the Braves. But the pitching matchups don't get much easier, though Zach Wheeler, you know, maybe the pitcher that the Braves want to face the least. They also haven't found much success against pitchers such as Aaron Nola, who, you know, I talked about it earlier this year. He's had plenty of success against the Braves, including the Braves losing both games that Noah has pitched so far against them this season. But we'll worry about that tomorrow night. On the mound for the Phillies tonight will be Ranger Suarez, who in his first you know, full season as a reliable, fully capable starter ha- has been pretty good. He's been solid. You know, he hasn't had as much success as he had last year, for instance, and he also has battled a, a bit of injuries. This is actually, in terms of his season, this will actually be the second time that Ranger Suarez will face the Braves over his past three starts. Now, that spans nearly a month as two starts ago, 
Ranger Suarez started against the Braves on June 29th. He allowed four runs on six hits, and then after that start was placed on the injured list. He came back to make one start against the Marlins before the All-Star break, pitched pretty good, but this is going to be Suarez's only his second start in nearly a month, you know, due to a previous injury that occurred after the last time he faced the Braves. So it'll be interesting to see if Suarez will run into any rust, you know, with the fact that, you know, he missed nearly three weeks between starts, and he also has had a bit of time off since his last start against the Marlins before the All-Star break. But the other interesting narrative to see in this series against the Phillies is how are the Braves going to approach facing left-handed hitters or left-handed pitchers because that is the area where Adam Duvall's presence with Eddie Rosario now back with the Braves having all of their outfield options healthy Adam Duvall had basically settled into a left field platoon where he was facing left-handers and playing in left field while Eddie Rosario was the Braves option in left field against right-handers on Saturday Guillermo Heredia replaced Adam Duvall in left field and then on Sunday Heredia got the start once again could the Braves, instead of going with a you know, bit of a defensive focus by starting Heredia against the left-hander, could they go a bit more offensive, especially coming out you know, off their struggles on Sunday? What that would look like would be Travis Darno at catcher, William Contreras at designated hitter, and then Marcel Ozuna in left field. Now, obviously, you take a bit of a step back defensively. As a matter of fact, a significant step back defensively going from Ozuna, going from Duvall to Ozuna. But with Duvall's injury now the case, this also potentially opens up pretty consistent at-bats against left-handers for William Contreras. So though the Braves certainly would like Duvall to be healthy, they do have some different ways that they can make up for his absence. If they want to go with more of an offense approach, Travis Darno at catcher, William Contreras at the designated hitter spot, and Marcelo Zuna in left field against left-handers, that would be a way for the Braves to really get some depth going for an offense that's one of the best in the majors against left-handers so far this season. And then you can always make changes to the outfield, you know, replacing um, Ozuna with Heredia in the outfield for defensive purposes later on in the game. And if you need a pinch hitter, you always have Eddie Rosario off the bench for late game situations as well. So the Braves' depth still remains to where they have plenty of options to give different looks when it comes to their starting lineup, especially against left-handers. It's just going to be, you know, interesting to see how the Braves ap approach facing Southpaws now without Duvall, you know, in, in, you know, the near future and what it could mean for them to potentially go get another outfielder at the trade deadline. So the big thing for the Braves is this, is that they really had no issue when it comes to, you know, games in a series outside of the series finale. Hopefully, Max Reed will be able to start the second half of his season with a productive start, you know, putting, you know, a bit of injury concern when it came to, you know, his legs, you know, towards the end of the first half, you know, putting behind him some struggles that he had over his final two starts. Perhaps Freed can find some success against the Phillies early on in the game. The Braves can put together some runs against Suarez early on in the game, giving Freed a lead to work with, and Atlanta can get another win to start off a series. Of course, there's going to be plenty of things to talk about when it comes to the Braves over the next few weeks. Another fun thing to report is that as of this morning, it appears that 19 of the 22 
draft picks from the 2022 MLB draft for the Braves. They have signed. Perhaps the Braves are going to reach their goal in the near future of signing their entire draft class. Make sure to stick with BatteryPower.com and make sure to check out at BatteryPowerSB and across all forms of social media for the latest when it comes to injury updates for Mike Soroka, Kirby Yates, and others. What potentially could the Braves do? What rumors may be out there when it comes to potential trade targets and the latest on the Braves' potential signings when it comes to their draft picks uh, at BatteryPower.com through the Battery Power Podcast Network. The Battery Power Podcast, Road to Atlanta Podcast, and The Daily Hammer, the new podcast with Chris Will- Willis and Stephen Tolbert. And this is free for you on all podcast platforms. All you have to do is hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available from BatteryPower.com. Until next time, my name's Sean Coleman. Go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. (laughs) 